You are listening to Present Truth Ministries Radio, telling the world that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Welcome to PTM Radio. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, my testimony. You might hear things now and then on the broadcast that I'm alluding to. I started Present Truth Ministries, the website, in 2008. And and my purpose and desire was to help establish believers around the world in the present truth. The Lord brought me to learn how to do internet marketing. And I, I spent a lot of time learning how to do that. And then he laid it upon my heart, spoke to my heart, really, not just laid it on my heart, but spoke to my heart to use what I had learned for business and internet marketing for the kingdom of God. So I began with the website, and and I'm, I'm very passionate about the teachings of this message. And so I began uh, using it through video, through articles, teaching the message. So through that, I came in contact with an Iranian minister living in Istanbul. Uh, he invited me to come and start working with them. Uh, since that time we, we started working with them, we've translated 40 sermons of Brother Branham. We've been able to establish four churches in Turkey. Myself and the brothers working with us have led hundreds of people to the message, distributed thousands of Bibles, and been able to lead uh, many Muslims to Christ. And so it, it's our mission and it's our goal to establish the end-time message in the hearts of believers and to raise up a team of ministers in the Middle East that will take the revelation of the opening of the Word throughout the final frontier of missions, which is that in the Middle East. So we need your prayers. And we, we're doing these things by discipling teaching and getting involved in ministers and believers' lives. Our desire is to get them the full revelation of the message so that it's in their hearts, so it's a reality to them, and they can in turn do what we do. My purpose is not to remain uh, uh, the big shot or to be uh, some some big important man. My purpose is to train up and teach ministers that can do what I do and do, do the same thing. And as we do that, as we disciple, as we teach, as we train, they can go and do the same thing, and then they'll do the same thing again, and, and it'll reproduce itself until we find that final, that last predestinated seed, and that's our purpose. You know, we plant churches, we, we do outreach, we do discipleship, we translate sermons, but the whole purpose of all of these things is to find that last predestinated seed. And bring them into the training of the Word. And we do it under the leadership of the Holy Spirit and the headship of Christ. We don't believe in any programs. Uh, we don't believe in any organizations. We believe in individuals being led as a body of people under the headship and leadership of Jesus Christ. So we ask for your prayers. We ask that you'd stand with us. You can learn more about what we do by going to presenttruthmn.com. Thank you very much for listening to PTM Radio. Welcome to PTM Radio. I'm your host, Brother Jason DeMars, and this is a ministry of Present Truth Ministries. We're so excited that you're listening in. We have part two of our interview with Brother Ron Spencer today, and I know that you'll be blessed by the testimonies of, of a living God. 
absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that with all my heart. I was staying with a with a brother when I was preaching for a meeting mm-hmm. for his church. And actually I was staying in in a home and this this teenage girl had moved out of the uh, out of her room and so that I could have that room. But she was not a Christian. Okay. Brother Jason, I prayed while I was in that room that God would would touch that young lady's life, and mm. she was living in a good home. But touch her life, and she would receive Christ and mm. receive a real experience from God. Mm-hmm. That very night, God dealt with her. And as they were taking me to the airport, they began to tell me about how that during the night that God came down in the in in her room where she was at. Oh my. And she, really dealt with her and she's now this has probably been 15 years ago wow. and she's a real lady real christian sister praise the lord <laughs> you know we've seen it we've just seen it yeah yeah you know i've i've heard a few different testimonies and how the lord has dealt with you over the years and i don't know you know maybe you can comment a little bit more on it but one brother was telling me that the Lord was dealing with you and even in the services. I don't recall if he said it was through discernment or through visions or or things, but talk to me a little bit about that, Brother Ron, if you don't mind. Well, we know gifts and callings are without repentance. Amen. And so even as a young man, I I was able, God allowed me to see certain things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we can term it a lot of different things, maybe you yeah. just knew things, and you didn't know how you knew them. Sure. But then visions begin to develop, and you can hear the prophet of God explain the, the way that God would deal with him in visions. Mm-hmm. Likewise, my grandmother saw visions. Hmm. She was a very gifted lady and had many supernatural experiences. My grandmother did. Wow. My dad, as a pastor, since he was a young boy, God dealt with him in a little bit different way. Okay. And then as I become a Christian, I begin to become aware that this is just part of the tools of how God gifts different individuals. And, yeah. You know, you can't make yourself see a vision, and there's no. definitely times that you'd love to see things. But when God drops it in your heart and you see a certain thing take place, now we realize that, that if that would ever be wrong, that it would be a lying spirit that yeah. a man would have to go get that off of it. Yes. So once again, you can't make you can't make yourself have a vision. It just comes. Yeah. Or a gift to discernment. You can't make that happen. Mm-hmm. It just comes. And it, but it's just part of God's tooling of how he builds you as a minister. Yeah. You know, that just, that don't make me any more special than anybody else, but it sure does help me to have a little more faith when I'm praying for the people. <laughs> yes, it does. Amen. <laughs> You know, like when Brother Tim Pruitt's grandbaby that couldn't walk and it hadn't developed just yet. Yes. I saw a vision in the prayer line. In this vision, there was hundreds of people that were coming through the prayer line, and I saw a vision of this baby walking. And uh, (laughs) when his mother came through, she actually came through for another need, but she had a blanket for even her sister, who had just had a baby that had jaundice, 
Mm-hmm. We prayed for we prayed for that situation, but I told her, I told Timothy Pruitt, he was standing beside of me. I said, I just saw a vision of that baby walking, and Bethany came through the prayer line, and I told her, I said, Bethany, wherever your baby's at, and she told me, I said, go get your baby. I saw a vision of that baby walking. Oh well, that baby walked across the camp meeting just, you know, just in the last camp meeting I was at at Easter with Brother Tim Pruitt. Mm -hmm. I literally felt like there was 100,000 angels on that platform that night as I walked across that platform with that baby. Oh, my. And later that night, God would just supernaturally come and do some incredible work. Oh, my. And we saw some incredible miracles that night. And this was at the the youth camp? That was was at the youth camp. It sure was. Yeah, talk to me more about that. That's great. Well, we, Brother Andrew, my son, and myself preached. He preached the morning meetings, and I preached the evening services. Uh-huh. On the last service, even Brother Tim Pruitt and myself didn't know whether we would have a prayer line or not. Mm-hmm. And so just before Brother Tim goes out, I said, just share some of those faith testimonies. And Brother Tim, you could just feel the Spirit of the Lord begin to whirl in the building. Brother Tim would begin to tell some of those supernatural stories of of the miracles of God. You can go back and watch that happening. And so then I was invited to the stage, and so I invited Michael to bring little Drew up and, oh, yeah. and let me show every show everybody Drew as he could walk across that platform. Mm-hmm. And he's just a child. Yeah. But he came to me, and I held him, and I began to set him down and walk him backwards and forwards. It felt like 100,000 angels were standing on that oh, stage. My. It was one of the greatest exuberant feelings I've ever had. <laughs> Later that night, we would call a prayer line because we felt led to do that. Mm-hmm. And it was a miracle after miracle that took place. And people were slain in the Spirit. And people received the Holy Ghost, and their lives were changed all over the meeting. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. I'm so excited to hear these things. It builds your faith and it builds your anticipation and expectation when you do that. You know, you you always get what you expect. If you just expect a boring service or something, nothing's going to happen, that's probably what you're going to get. But if you come there (laughs) expecting God to move in your life and in the lives of other people, watch what happens. That's exactly right. God meets our expectations. That's exactly what he does. That might be a, another thing to mention. You talked about being slain in the Spirit. I, I remember at one point in time people discussing this, whether this be something that be of God or not. And, and I, I believe that it is uh, in the Pentecostal world this is uh, manufactured in many ways, and sometimes, and sometimes it isn't. But talk to me a little bit yeah. about uh, that and how God moves through that way. You know, I I think we could take it back even further than that. Mm-hmm. John Wesley was quite a preacher. Yeah. And with within his own rights, but also John Wesley was more of a he was more of a legalist to yes. think about things like the sensations of the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And there was it's been recorded over and over again of, of how that he would preach under such an anointing to where there would be hundreds of hundreds of people while he preached were slain in the spirit. 
mm-hmm. because it became overwhelming to their flesh because that anointing becomes overwhelming. And so that our flesh just can't take it. And so, so what would happen was even John Wesley would try to get them to set up. He thought it was inattention because he couldn't explain it. Sure. I even early in my own, in my own life thought it was just, just maybe some kind of a put on until I experienced that for myself, mm. you know, God, God did that for me. You know, I, I think every person reacts in a different way. Some people are not emotional, yeah. so there won't be emotion that would go with it. But for every person will react in just a little bit of a different way because God's a personal God to them. Yeah. Some people will scream and some people will scream and shout. Some will cry and weep before the Lord. Some will dance in the spirit. Some will just stand and laugh under the Holy Ghost. And, and it's just it's just different. But I think the mm-hmm. greatest thing is for us to get a supernatural change. Yeah. And and God completely change our natures and our attributes and just change our very desires of our heart. Mm-hmm. You know. Amen. Change everything you know, our music and he would he would change everything and we and and thereby we would know that it was him that changed, not a preacher that changed us or not somebody that can reason us out of it. But yeah. God came and changed us. And I think that's the greatest miracle, Brother Jesus. Yeah, amen. I, I do too. I, I I do believe with all my heart in the the these supernatural experiences that people have and we can sometimes get in our message doctrine get a little bit starchy that we we don't want you know brother Branham says you don't want any of them emotions and things forget it it's your heart and that word and that's Christ but out of that heart being in the word which is Christ there's all kinds of things that can happen so as long as we have that in order <laughs> then we can expect emotion i think there's where the devil has pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes Mm-hmm. people can be excited about a new car or a new house but yet when we come to church we set just as steel as we can possibly be we were built as oracles to praise the Lord mm-hmm. and God inhabits in the praises of his people yeah. and people can go to a ball game and worship their Lord or they can go to a boxing match or, or to a concert and rejoice in that but, but to come to church when you can really get in the spirit of the Lord, and whether it's a clapping of the hands or a hallelujah or a praise the Lord or whatever it would be, I've seen people that could sit dead still and still had such a pull of the Holy Ghost until they could preach you to death. And so you can't you can't judge it by emotion. No. But I think anything that's without emotions dead. Yeah, well, Brother Branham says that. You know, it's. Emotions are something that we all experience on one level or another, and you know we 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 do we get excited about various things, and why wouldn't we be most excited about our God and the reality of His truth revealed in this day? So there's some people you know we're from I'm from Minnesota, so we're a little bit uh, staunch and and. <laughs> Can be starchy. Well, God loves you too. Amen. <laughs> God yeah. loves Minnesotans too. Amen. But you know, at the same time, you know, watch the Minnesota Twins game or, or 
or the Vikings game, yeah. you know, people are putting on their paraphernalia and they're screaming and shouting and doing all these things. So, you know, I guess we don't have much of an excuse when it comes to that. So, but I believe with all my heart that it is anchored in Christ. It's going to produce something. It's going to produce a life, but it's also going to produce myriads of emotions. Sometimes That's sorrow, sometimes joy, sometimes exuberance. All of these things take place because it's not that we don't feel anything as believers. Well, you know, you get this idea you have peace. So because you have peace, you're very even keeled and, and you're very emotionless. Well, that's not really what it is. You know, we have we have life more abundantly. So there's there's greater joy. There's there's greater sorrow for, for sin and for sinners. All these things we experience them in in such a, a different way than the world does. So, That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We want to experience everything that the Lord has for us, and we don't want to shut ourselves off from anything that He has for us. No sir. Yeah. No sir. So, well, the message has become so real to me. Mm-hmm. It's more than any kind of a church entity or an organization. Yeah. And when we realize that it's the same God here as it would be in New Zealand or in Iran or wherever it would be, yeah, it's the same Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that that takes all the culture out of it, and it takes all of the barriers, and, and it just dissolves all of that. It does. Yep. He's the same for. That's what makes it so. That's what makes it so real to me. Yeah. Amen. I love that. Thank you so much for being with us, Brother Ron. It's been a real blessing. Uh, my faith is built just in our fellowship here, and we we pray that the Lord builds the faith of those who listen. I'd love to have you pray for our listeners. Uh, Brother Tim Pruitt was on one of the first couple episodes that we did, and at the end I had him pray, and the Lord when someone listened to the episode, somebody from Australia had stomach problems and the Lord delivered them just listening to our episode that Brother Tim was on. So, Brother Ron, if you would close us in prayer and just however you feel led to pray, do that if you wouldn't mind. Well, Brother Jason, I thank you for having me on, first of all, and thank you for your your gift and your, your, your call that Amen. God has placed in your lives. Let's just pray. Thank you. Almighty God, we bow our heads before you even now. We realize that you're the great one that would be among us. Amen. We've seen you do so many things. Lord, we just ask you today that you would send your word to your children. You know where the seed is deposited in the hearts of your believers and some of them are bound in so many different conditions. Lord, you know how to exactly go to where they're at, like you did at the woman at the well. Lord, I, I just ask you that you would minister to them, and maybe today they feel so lost and hopeless that they feel that nobody cares or loves. I pray that you could raise them up. Amen. Lord Jesus, and we know that you're not only a God that saves, but you're a God that heals. And we've seen so many miracles. We could testify of the thousands of things that we've been a part of and seen you do. And Lord, I pray that you'd send your word to where they're at just now. 
No matter if it would be cancer, we believe that you can heal them and raise them up. We know that you're a great God. Lord, we can do this by the commission of the word of the Lord. Amen. And so we do that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you and give you all the glory for it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Ron. And thank you for listening, everyone. This has been an episode of PTM Radio. May the Lord richly bless you.